Hey, Brandon. Paddy, how was your cutting, boy? Not too bad, man. You sound good there. Oh, you actually yeah. sound way better now. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're gathering the Wi-Fi beams. <laughs> I got a big old bucket of Wi-Fi ready to go. Nice. And if you've got that link there to that uh, that show, I'll throw it up in the chat there. Oh shit! How do I send that to you then? Uh, oh, if you just copy and paste the. Uh, oh, oh you can the email top. It to me actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! How do I... Oh, can I email it to? Uh, oh fucking! This is weird. Um, oh, welcome, Jimmy. Welcome, D-A-F-L-H. Uh, we are just getting set up, so you know there's... Oh, Jimmy's usual, here. How you getting on, man? The usual shit. We are... Oh, shit, that's wrong. Man, I'm a moron. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> oh, Donald's back. Man, it's like we never stopped for five or eight months. <laughs> Patrick, we were... All right, that should be sent to you now. Um, perfect thank you very much brendan sorry yeah. about all the shit guys uh welcome back it's great to see everyone back again and uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll get rolling there once we have all the links posted and that and uh let us know if uh if the sound is is uh is coming through all right especially on on actually on both microphones mine and patty's because we're in a reverse order this time uh so <laughs> i'm on the I'm on the good equipment for once, and Paddy's on his own old tin can on a string. So uh, let let us know how that sounds if it sounds okay. Uh, thanks, uh, Darnell's back. I'm back, uh, which is yeah, it's lovely to see everyone. It's been ages. Uh, I suppose I didn't really get much chance to be you know podcasting, or maybe we did, but we chose uh, chose the high life. Chose you know? other things. Yeah, trad climbing. Drinking, fighting, smoking, <laughs> you know. Selling that GME, baby. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, high rollers. Um, yeah, I, I considering I, I'm pretty injured. Like, my left wrist is pretty bad. I got Fuck. quite a lot of climbing done and actually climbed um, my best. So, I, like, climbed the hardest routes I've ever climbed. Uh, nice, man. It's just that I can't climb very often. Which is probably it might actually be helping. Gives you that little bit of drive, you know. See, I I reckon when I climb, I only have a certain number of good pitches in me. Yeah. And and every time I climb an easy route well, that feckin takes up a good uh, takes up a good pitch. Mm. You know. And it doesn't matter whether it's like a HS or an E twelve or anything. Ah, you know, so yeah, I see what you're saying. I think I just I shouldn't climb any easy stuff. I should only jump on hard stuff. I'm not even prepared, you know. Do you know? Um, do you know? McGovern actually does say did say that to me a good few times. <laughs> Don't. No, and I I think it makes a lot of sense. Don't warm up on something too easy because if you get freaked out on you know some three grades beneath what you're gonna be trying. Like if you like, and you will, and it's your first route of the day, you will get a little bit nervous. You'd be like, "Oh, I can't do that hard route now. Fuck that! I'm scared," you know. Yeah. Um, but you have to, you have to just fucking, you know, don't warm up too easy, or at least don't even warm up leading easier stuff. Uh, warm, warm, not warm up traversing or something like that, and just get stuck in, you know. Um, it's not about you, I, I definitely do need a psychological warm up though, so I'll need mm. to second a route or something like that, you know. Um, 
just to get me in the mood for being up high and get me in the mindset for being high, up high off the yeah. ground, you know. Uh, I, I do need that. Uh, some people can just fucking, you know, tie in and get on it, you know, but fuck that, man. I don't know. They're mm. made of something else. Made of steel, boy. Man, I think sometimes I, like, I almost get ledge fever, but on the ground on my first climb of the day. Ledge fever? Explain that to me. You never got ledge fever before? Ledge fever? Never heard of it. <laughs> oh, oh Sorry about that. That was a bit louder than I expected. These microphones. Jeez, Brad, you, better, you better get to a doctor and check what that is now. I don't know what that noise was, but uh, no. That's um, the sound of a creamy beamy. Creamy beamy. <laughs> that was your nickname in school, wasn't it? <laughs> for different reasons uh ledge fever uh well i don't know if anyone in the chat wants to chime in and let me know what they think ledge fever is but for me uh ledge fever is when you're doing a route uh, you know potentially a hard route or a route that you've you know uh you'd be climbing something difficult on you know it's at your grade say or or it's mm. difficult or maybe, maybe it doesn't even have to be that difficult to be honest and um, at some point on the route, there's a big, nice ledge that you can do a full-on standstill, no hands rest. Um, and it's, you know, maybe it's before a crux that you're kind of thinking a little bit about. And then you get to the ledge and you think, okay, well, I'll just spend one minute here uh, just, you know, shaking out and getting myself ready and making sure my gear's all in the right spot and making sure my rope's in a good position, you know. And then you, and then you get to the end of the minute and you go, actually, I, I was a bit, I was a bit slow on that section. I'm a bit pumped. I'll, I'll chase it out. You know, I'll shake out my hands and you spend a little bit longer there, you know? Mm. And then before you know it, it's three minutes in and you're like, well, I can't leave on an odd number. So I might as well wait till four minutes, you know? And then and next thing you know, six hours have gone by and your B-layer is <laughs> fucked off because you haven't left the ledge yet. Yeah. Um, your your B-layer has tied you off to a tree and you're, if he's you're nice. Yeah. If yeah. He's you're nice, stuck. Right. You're stuck there. Um, yeah, yeah. Ledge fever is just when you get stuck on a ledge and you don't want to leave. Uh, what what I try and do, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's nearly the same as when you have like a lovely jug and you're, yeah, you're comfortable yeah, on fever. that jug. And you know there's a few moves left and they're going to be hard and they're, they're going to be crimps. And you're like, fuck that, I'll just hang on to this jug for a bit longer and, hmm. uh, you know, deep pump. But you're not really pumped, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the trick I use for, you know, not getting too comfortable is uh i'll go up and place a bit of gear above the ledge you know i'll, I'll go up and say ah sure I'll, I'll put in a bit above my head there so then when i do go i'll be flying you know i'll have i'll have i'll have a good couple of meters to go at so i'll go up and i'll, I'll go up a meter or two and place a bit of gear and then come back down to the ledge and then you know have a little think and then that usually gets me going i'm like ah well i suppose i can go up to the gear now you know and then once you're up to the gear you're like ah well fucking i may as well finish the route now you know or whatever <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's all about tricking yourself into enjoying these things, you know. Uh, Zach, Zach Moss says, solo and very easy routes is a nice start. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know if that would help me psychologically, even the easy stuff. Oh, I'm so bad at solo. I think that, uh, I I think that very much depends on uh, the routes you're soloing. Yeah. Um, and, and how well you know them, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's what, you'd be, what Zach is suggesting, you know. Very easy stuff that you know. Um, yeah. But I think there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, the environment you're doing it in, you know, um, like the other day I was, uh, I was doing an RCI assessment with Brian Bateson and, uh, Brian, Brian the face Bateson, Brian, the face Bateson. Yeah. Mm, nice. Um, no, I was, I was doing an, uh, an assessment with Brian Bateson and, uh, I was in the burn where I haven't done a lot of climbing 
That's a um, bit, bit of nice boring limestone. Yeah, so it's, you know, West Irish limestone, you know, soft, slippy, crumbly. Well, crumbly's not the right word, but soft and... It would <laughs> it's no, it's, it's bullet hard, but it's lovely. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's bullet hard, but, I mean, if you put a you put a nut in behind some little flake and the whole flake will pop off, like, it's... It, I, I wouldn't call it super solid, personally. Um, that said, actually, that's not really true or fair. I, I haven't got a lot of experience on it. Uh, maybe no. I'm just shit at picking roots. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's usually really bomber cracks. It's all that you're following. Oh, yeah, that's, just, sorry, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just placing gear in like really bomber cracks. Like, it's not. Yeah. Really, well, I, like, we were we were doing the assessment mostly at Ballyran, not in Aladdin. So. Ah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't done much. I haven't done anything in Ballyran actually, or Ballyran. I'm going to say Ballyran because that's what I said first. But um, I had to. You have to lead a route as part of this assessment, and essentially be watched leading the route, hmm. and. Uh, I, I just, you know, I kind of forgot I was in an assessment. I just went to go lead a route. And uh, I led a, a VS called Ground Control, which I, I think I'd done. I've definitely done it probably three or four years ago at this point. Um, gotcha, I would have done it a long time ago now. But uh, I didn't really remember it, but I kind of had that, you know, that kind of retro flash where, like, I think I know this route, and I'm pretty sure I got the top of it before, so I'll be grand. And... Uh, at the start of the route, Brian, I know you know this route, but for everyone else, there's at the start of the route, there's like this big, um, this big kind of blank wall that's about seven foot and a half high, and you kind of have to do a thin move to get this good jug, and then you stand up on a nice ledge. And um, one of the uh, one of the things that I did is I just reached over this little thin section and just jumped up straight to this big jug, and then climbed up over the top onto this ledge. And uh, Brian was watching me, and he said, uh, "Did you uh, did you place any gear before that move?" <laughs> I said, uh, uh, "No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, di- I didn't, Brian." And he goes, "Could you found any gear?" And I mean, I wasn't I wasn't trying to have him on, so I just like I'll be honest with you, Brian. I didn't really look. <laughs> I kind of just went for that move. And he was like, "Okay," and uh, and I said, "Would you uh, would you normally place gear on that uh, on that move if you were doing this route, Brian?" And he goes, "Yeah, well, if I was doing an assessment, yeah, I would actually." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a very good point." I was kind of just in get the head down, get the rope up kind of thing mode. Um, yeah, which was not the right attitude, you know. I was I was blown off a lot of cobwebs. I hadn't done any climbing in a long time, hmm. uh, or any like you know proper climbing in a long time. Um, kind of in the last like five six months, really. Uh, well, yeah, about that. But uh, oh no, <laughs> Jeff is in the uh, pub, <laughs> so we can't listen now. Ah, uh, Jeff. Well, I mean, uh, enjoy, enjoy enjoy your points, Jeff. You know, Jeff. I guarantee you, this this half-assed last-minute thrown together live show will definitely not be better, not be better than points. Um, you should enjoy those points, Jeff. Because they're going to kill you. No. Yeah. Um, the 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 last thing you should botch really in a and I had this with uh, I was out climbing with a friend recently and. Uh, He'd be new enough to try it and kind of still be getting to grips with the gear and all that. And yeah, yeah, got a bit got a bit nervous on his first pitch and and made a couple of mistakes with gear. Yeah, uh, he was going a bit too fast, you know, a bit too frantic. And I said, the most important bit of gear is the shit that you're placing off the ground. Yeah, and it's the same with like you racing to the ledge and just getting over it. Like, yeah, 
yeah, you can really fuck yourself up off the start of that route. You know what I mean? You could easily yeah. come off on you that, you know, and you're, you're and just going to hit nice on big, either. Big, yeah, back crippling boulders, you know, you're, you're yeah. going to hurt yourself. Uh, yeah, the, the, the most important bits of gear, your first few, you know, yeah, um, is if you if you blow at them, you know, you're going to ho- have to hope that the next one's close enough to do anything and bomber enough to catch you, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Paddy, Paddy, uh, Paddy got a little slap on the wrist from Brian the face Bateson then, did you? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I like he's very he's very good at actually like explaining stuff in a way that makes you understand it. Mm. Um, like he said to me, he was like, "Because tomorrow you'll have someone watching you climb," and I was like, "Yeah," and he was that person's going to be less experienced than you, and I was like, "Yeah," and he said like they're going to look at everything you do and think that's the standard and the norm. Mm. If they see you not place a piece of gear for three, four meters off the ground because you can reach this jug, whether they can reach that jug or not, they're going to do the same thing you did. I was going, yeah, that's a really good point. I never actually thought of that. Um, and, you know, he was basically said, he's like, think of the person who you're teaching as a sponge who's going to pick up every little thing that you do that you're not quite aware of. Um you know, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, I never even thought of it like that. Uh, it kind of put a whole other level of responsibility on it, you know, mm. uh, in, in a way that I was like, oh, like, I wouldn't think about this or think about that or, you know, I just do this the way I would normally do it, you know. Um, there was there was one point, actually, that was really interesting as well, you made. Um, I was building an anchor after doing a lead. It wasn't this one now. Um, it was a different lead I'd done earlier on in the day. Two leads uh, in a day, Paddy. Fucking hell, you must have wrecked. I know it was. Uh, it might have been. It might have been two leads in a week. Actually, now that I think about it, no. But, but um, but I I got over the top of this edge, and I uh, placed a piece of gear into a crack. Uh, it actually might have been a thread. Say, placed a thread around a little. You know, placed a sling around a little thread. Clipped my rope through it, and then um, I clipped a rope through a. Another piece of gear and clipped to my harness, you know, building a, a, trad, a trad anchor with the rope hmm. um, where the gear was out of reach. So I was clove hitching to my harness. But I clipped uh, the two pieces or three pieces I had. I can't remember how many it was. And then walked back towards the edge and then um, tied the clove hitch just back from the edge and sat down. Uh, tied the clove hitches, there's a couple of them, um, just towards the edge and sat back down. And then equalized it all and got comfortable. And um, at one point, Brian kind of just looked at me and I saw him kind of keeping an eye on me and I was going, no, I'm doing everything right here. I'm fine, Grant. And I sat down and worked away. And then he said to me, he was like, why did you uh, clip all the pieces and then walk towards the edge and tie all the clove hitches? And I was going, um, I'm not going to lie to you, Ryan. I do that because that's what I always do. Um, you know, I, I was tying the clove hitches a little bit back from the edge. I wasn't sitting down on the edge, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, getting ready to bring a second up. But uh he was saying, yeah, but if one of those pieces fails, there's enough slack in the anchor then for you to fall off the edge a significant amount. Uh, what you should do is walk up, clip one piece, walk back to the edge, tie a clove hitch, and then you know, walk back and forth. And I was like, yeah, you're actually, I never even thought of it like that because I was on this big monstrous plateau um, at the top of this climb. Um, but never even thought that, yeah, that's actually something I just always do as a standard now, but it definitely wasn't taught but it's now my standard. Um, and I've definitely taught people trad climbing and not taught that nuance that I was definitely taught myself, mm. uh, which is interesting, you know. Uh, I kind of felt like I was kind of, I kind of felt a bit like a, a bit like a, 
I'm trying to think of the right term here, but the right term is a fucking idiot. Um, because it's something that's actually pretty common sense, but something I didn't really pick up on. And I was like, this is the kind of thing that I used to like notice all the time. And mm. I was definitely felt very rusty. I was like, oh man, like what am I doing? <laughs> um, but, uh, but Brian's got a really good way of making you see those stuff without making you feel like a total idiot, you know? Yeah. Well, like, um, I mean, uh, yeah, there's, there's so many things you can do. That's not best practice in trad climbing that is you're not an idiot if you don't do it in best practice you just you know have to think a little bit more about different ways of doing things or the reason why you do them and stuff like so yeah, yeah he's he, yeah. he's right like you know not to be uh not to be making people feel like shit you know yeah oh, uh, yeah 100%. It, there's, there's so much of that like you know what i mean on oh, i fucking like instagram bullshit you know like i saw there's there's a video that's knocking around at the moment everyone's probably seen it where this guy catches a girl at the first clip and he doesn't lock off down where it's like fully it's uh his hand is like less than 90 degrees you know he's using the yeah. atc uh and he catches the girl and it's at the first clip so the the fall looks stupid because all falls at the first clip are stupid you, yeah. you don't you don't fall straight down in a lovely pretty way you know it has to be a hard it's going to be a hard catch and you're yeah. going to catch the B-layer uh, by surprise. And the fact that he caught her is fucking brilliant because you're not always going to catch someone at the first clip, even if you do everything right. Um, yeah. Or even the second clip sometimes. Uh, and a- another thing that kept on coming up, and I know you shouldn't read comments, but I'd just be interested in the way people think. <laughs> um, and a lot of it was... Now, in fairness, he... You know, he, the the way his hand went wasn't the best practice. Yeah, that's fine. But I said, or I think that I, w- I would let him belay me. He looked like he could, he knew how to belay. He just, he, f- he froze with his hand in a position that stopped her from falling. It wasn't in yeah. the best position, but it worked. Um, yeah. But a lot, a lot of people were saying, oh, geez, you know, that's, it's his, his fault. First of all, nothing happened. But yeah, I, th- I think that's a problem with a lot of people is if you, if I go out climbing, with uh with someone and they have no fucking clue how to belay and they're a shite belayer and I climb up and I fall down and I hit the ground. That's my fault. Yeah. It's always my fault. Once I leave the ground and I fuck things up, it's my fault. If I don't make sure the belayer is good enough, if I don't make sure that he's got me clipped in correctly, if I haven't stick clipped the second bolt, if I'm not wearing a helmet, do you know, all of these things are my fault. You know, if I yeah. fall and something happens to me, it's never the person on the ground's fault because it's up to you to decide who's fucking holding on to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. How did I get there? Where, how did I get to that part? Uh, I think you were saying that I'm not an idiot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's, a yeah, lot of people, there's a lot of people yeah. making other people feel like idiots. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. Brian's not one of them. That's, that's the point. We're just complimenting Brian again. Yeah. Oh, he's an absolutely yeah. fantastic instructor. Um, he's a lovely man. No, he's really, really good at his job. Like he really knows his stuff as well, you know. Uh, um, Ka- Karen, Karen Holtz, I think I'm saying uh, your name right. Uh, in the chat, there says, "Have you ever belayed your leader, and they are getting scared on route, and it sketches you out for your next lead, even if you know you can do the climb?" Yeah, I've definitely been scared uh, belaying people. Yeah, it's definitely put the bit of tension, bit of tension in the blood. I think. What do you think, buddy? Um. This is where I'm going to come across and sound like an absolute psychopath. Um, no, that actually kind of relaxes me a little bit. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. It's like, 
I remember there was one time I was once, and this is like an analogy thing, right? It was once I was driving back from, uh, my mum was actually driving back from Wicklow. Um, during, I can't remember what year this was, but you'll know what year it was by the time I say it. Uh, the big snow in Ireland. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a big snow a couple of years ago. and uh, <laughs> We're not very good at dealing with snow or, or heat uh, as a country. Or um, rain, surprisingly. Or enough. rain, in fact. How, how the fuck does this entire country have rain all the time and not one of us has a proper raincoat? Anyway, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was the big snow and we were driving back from Wicklow and we, we came off this like you know exit ramp uh, or entry, we came off this entry ramp onto a main national road, and uh, we basically just slid across two lanes of this uh, road before the car got any, tra- any traction. And uh, my sisters were in the back of the car, freaking out, and my mum, who was driving, was freaking out, and I was just there, going, "Ah, look, lads, we're all okay. Everyone's doing grand. Nobody panic. Like, not in an, not in any way in control, not in any way able to actually do anything." Um. But just going, ah, oh, look, there's no point in me panicking because I'll just make me man panicked and then we're fecked. Mm. Uh, and I think it's the same. Like when I'm belaying someone before I'm about to do my climb and I see them kind of sketching out above, I'll just turn around and go, ah, oh, look, you're doing grand, man. Keep keep going. Uh, look, you, you got this. You know, you're fine. You're fine. And it's almost like me calming them down relaxes me. You know, mm. I'm like, I'm climbing with someone who's normal because they also feel fear when it's scary. And it's like, I'm allowed to feel fear when I'm scared because they'll be calm below and at least one of us will be calm, you know? Um, I just, you know, when, when, when you were talking about the the crash there, it just reminded me of a scene from, uh, do you ever see the scene in uh, Snatch where Brad Pitt walks out from the from the, the boxing match? And <laughs> yeah, he's getting dragged yeah. out and the two blokes he's with who are dragging him out uh, and are going to kill him, they get shot. But it goes back to a freeze frame of it. And you see the two guys like, you know, grimacing or whatever, trying to get out of the way or looking really scared and shocked. But you see uh, Brad Pitt's face and he's completely calm and he's smiling because he knows it's coming. Uh, I, I can imagine you being a little psychopath in the back of the car just smiling as it spins out of control. <laughs> <laughs> um, just real quick, how are my levels sounding better? Am I sounding any louder or quieter or... Um, I'm, I'm gonna ask the the chat there. How's how's Paddy sounding to everyone else? Because it doesn't matter if I can hear him. Because uh, I don't listen to him anyway. But, That's a very uh, good point. You you guys let let us know if you can hear Paddy. Yeah, levels are good. Jez is, oh, says, perfect. Uh, Cheers, welcome, Jez. Nice to nice to see you again. I love your uh, Top Gear show. And yeah. welcome welcome to everyone. I see some new faces. He um, sounds uh, drunk and Irish. Fuck you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a I'm, actually, I'm actually the drunk uh, Irish one and I look very Irish as well. So. Oh, uh, man. Do you remember the time I first met you, Bren? Uh, how could I forget, Paddy? How could I forget? <laughs> I'm going to tell that story again if, if that's allowed real quick. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was I mean, it was... <laughs> It was in a public toilet and we were doing... No, st- no, 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 I'm no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, so me and my friend Aiden uh, were driving across Italy. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. And a friend of Aiden said, hey, can you pick up one of my friends at this airport that's like five minutes out of your way? And we were like, yeah, sure, no bother, absolutely. And uh, I, I never met you. And they were like, who's this lad? He's like, oh, he's a lad from uh, from, from, from Ireland, from Dublin. Because, uh, sorry, the mutual friend also was was from uh, Germany. 
And she was like, oh, he's a lad from Ireland. Uh, you probably know him. He's a climber. His name's Brendan. I was like, no, don't know him. Um, and she was like, oh, well, he's getting his flight off. At, you know, his flight gets off at like, you know, five o'clock, say. So me and Aiden drove to the airport. And on the way in, there's this like big, long driveway into the airport, essentially. And there's all these cars parked along the road. And I couldn't figure out why. And it turns out that you get like seven minutes of free parking in this airport. And after that, the, the rates of parking are extortionate. And I think you, you'd gotten off your flight at like five o'clock, say. And me and Aiden got to the airport at like two minutes past five and parked at like three minutes past five. And I was like, right, if we don't find Brendan and get out of this car park by 10 minutes past five, we are fucked. And I was like, Aiden, do you know what this guy looks like? He's like, no, I've no fucking clue. <laughs> and I was like, where's this flight landing from? And I, th- I think it was actually coming from Ireland, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was coming from Ireland. And I was like, oh, great. There's going to be a load of Irish people all looking the same, all from feckin' Ireland. They'll all have the big Irish head in them, and I won't be able to find this lad in this crowd. And I walked around, and I thought, this is where the gates are coming out. And there was all these, like, you know, Germans and Italians getting off this plane, you know, people who just look like they're made of pork, and, you know, <laughs> they just, they're all they're all just butchers wearing later house, and, you know, just all the, lazy stere- all the lazy Irish stereotypes, or all the European stereotypes I could think of. Not one person looked Irish. And then uh, I just I just saw you walking towards me, kind of, and I could tell you you knew immediately who I was. And I go, Brendan, and you go, How are you, boss? <laughs> <laughs> and you're wearing a beanie and a rab jacket and wearing like a climbing backpack. And I was like, This is my man. Let's go. <laughs> and I just went, We've got we've got three minutes to pay before we have to pay for parking. We've got to run. And you went, Yeah. And we just ran at the airport. <laughs> yeah, my mom always told me not to be running off with strange men, but there I was. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, yeah. There's one thing that will make you even more recognisable than being an Irish person, and that is being an Irish climber. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. There's a, there's a definite kind of cobbled together look. You know, <laughs> whereas like the Europeans, they all they all look very slick, even when they're in the mountains. Yeah, that's Irish thing, people like... look a bit. Di- Irish climbers look a bit dishevelled in a way. I hope that's I fair think, to say. No, I think I think Dylan Moran put it really, really well. When he said he was talking about he was talking about something similar when he says you can recognize Irish people abroad from a mile off by the quote unquote big Irish head on them. Mm. And it, it was it was <laughs> even Irish babies look at some point look like they've at some point had a serious go at an international rugby career. <laughs> we just we just stick out so we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. But uh fuck, where are we going with that story? Yeah, we don't, I don't I don't know where, where that came that. from. Where did that come from? That was weird. Um, we 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 need to pay someone to just keep track and just rein us in because that used to be your job, Brent. But now now you're just as bad as I am. Yeah, um, I yeah, it's we we haven't done it in so long. I'm not. I, I need to get trained back up on on uh, keeping our shit together. Um, will my, you, Mad Max says, "Will you be putting this on Spotify so I can listen later, please?" Uh, <laughs> we don't usually put these ones on Spotify, do we? Paddy. Uh, we we don't normally know, but I, I well we'll have a think about it. I think that's definitely a possibility. Uh, just because we've been so f- we've been both fairly shy to putting up content. So uh, yeah, pa- Paddy's uh, been shy at putting up content. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's fair. That's fair. I've never yeah. been good, but you you were good. See, that's a problem. Never be good at anything because then you can you know you can fall. You can fall from grace. Uh, I remember I remember when I was in the reserve defence forces, a corporal gave me the best advice I've ever had. He said, uh, never be last, never be first, never be best, never be worst. Always be in the middle. The middle's where it's safest. <laughs> did he did he write that on a Valentine's card for you? <laughs> no, he wrote it on my chest with no no uh, 
Um, now, uh, I always I always took that to heart as a piece of advice, even though it's a terrible piece of advice. Um, yeah, that that's but, uh, that's uh, you know that's how I, I coach through life. You know, always in the yeah. never really never really making any any noise. <laughs> Uh, is that, there seems to be a bit of uh, bit of call for us to upload these to Spotify. The reason why we don't usually is because the sound quality doesn't come across very well when they're uploaded. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it doesn't come across well at all. Uh, really, yeah, like we we've deleted episodes before, like our early episodes, we deleted a couple of them because the sound quality was shy, and it, it it does help. Like you, like it does make a difference. You know, people really don't want to or won't enjoy. Um, a, a podcast if the if the sound quality is poor it's great for live because yeah. we're just having the crack anyway but yeah I, I think it's different when it's not live uh, I think you expect a bit more from the from the quality so I mean yeah, if the quality's yeah. good we'll, we'll <laughs> if the quality's good we'll, we'll put it up anyway but yeah, yeah. enjoy it out of spite yeah. Uh, yeah Keith that's a good question there and we were actually going to talk about this uh, so we might as well now yeah. Keith says how did you get on at the Fairhead Talk, lads. Great to see some proper speakers this year for <laughs> once. All right. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, thanks for those, uh, for, for saying we're proper speakers. Coin but words. anyway, yeah, we were invited to do a live podcast at the Fairhead Me. We were invited by uh, the wonderful Chloe Condren and Neil Byrne and the Dalrada Club uh, to do a little talk. And yeah, we were delighted to be asked. And uh, we haven't done uh, a live show before. We've neither of us have done any kind of real live thing before at all. In, live in person, uh, yeah, live in person. Sorry, yeah, in front of mm. a, a crowd. Uh, so on on the first night, they showed a movie. And oh man, it was fantastic! The movie, yeah, the movie was about Calvin Torrance and Claire Sheridan, uh, two very prolific first ascensionists and climbers who've been all around the world and done such amazing things and done such amazing things for Irish climbing and uh, just great people, lovely, lovely people and uh, there was a movie made about them and uh, that was shown on the Friday night it got the standing ovation that it deserved uh, well deserved, yeah weeping, you know, this is the emotion that it conjured up it was, it was phenomenal and uh, me and Paddy looked at each other we were to be on the next night <laughs> We just told, we didn't clap, we didn't stand up, we weren't joyous at all because it signaled oh, no. our, our doom. It was like following a fucking I don't know Billy Connolly on stage or something like that, or I don't know like Richard Pryor, like following him up onto the fucking stage. You know what I mean? Like mm. Jesus, we were fucked. You know, like you can imagine us two with like two really cheap acoustic guitars coming on after the fucking Rolling Stones or something. You know, <laughs> singing my lovely horse. Uh, we, no, in, in fairness, I, I was, I was pretty harsh on myself afterwards, uh, because I thought certain elements of it didn't go well. Hmm. Um, but I've since listened to lots of people talk about, you know, their first times on stage or even any of their times on stage comedians or musicians hmm. and how often it can, you know, go wrong for them and not go exactly as planned and all this kind of thing. So, uh, you know, like that gave me a bit of heart. It's just, I think it's harder when you know absolutely every single person that's looking at you on, on the stage, you know? Yeah. Uh, when it's your crew that's looking at you, your crowd, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's only so many climbers in Ireland and you're going to have to see the fuckers again. But, I mean, we got up, we got a few laughs. 
they were it was mainly Lisa. So I think if Lisa hadn't been there uh, in the crowd, I think it would have gone down like a lead balloon. But you know, once yeah. one person is laughing in the crowd, everyone's laughing. And yeah, thank yeah. fuck for Lisa. Jesus Christ, we would have been dead. Man, um, I wish I'd have known Lisa was there because we could have rigged some of those bullshit prizes. Uh, or th- sorry, they weren't bullshit prizes. There was a bullshit they were prizes, given them out. Yeah. They were yeah. fantastic prizes. Yeah, like one lad got a trad rack, essentially. He got a, a set of drawers, yeah. a set of nuts and a set of hexes. And yeah. a set of offsets, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, oh, Kerry lad. Um, oh, I'm, I was fucking talking to him for hours. Uh, Barry. I don't think his name was is it? Barry. But oh, um, he, I, I don't think he even needed any of it, so it's probably on fucking online being sold at the moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I think uh, Barry won the boulder mat, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He won for the best excuse. We gave him the, the Golden Hex Award for the... The Golden Hex Award, yeah, yeah. The, the um, best excuse. Uh, Andrew from Andrew uh, from Kerry. Uh, he won. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, he won the he won the trad stuff. But uh, yeah, we we basically we did uh, we did probably one of the hardest things you can do uh, live on stage. We tried to improvise a lot of what we were doing, and uh, it's incredibly difficult to do in a live setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, it, it, but I thought we did well. I thought we got a, a few laughs and we had a bit of crack. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would do it again. I'd probably do it in a different way or in mm. different circumstances, maybe. And I but, definitely uh, wouldn't let like a world class movie be shown the day before <laughs> we go no, on. Jesus, man, that was yeah. tough. The the worst part about that was is I was actually sitting right behind you uh, when that was shown, and uh, I was like, "Wow, that was fantastic!" Yeah, 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 yeah. And it didn't quite dawn on me that I was going to have to get up and speak the next day. Yeah. Um, and McGovern just walks up and he goes, ha ha, man, you're fucked tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and it hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh no, don't even say that, McGovern. Oh Jesus, what have I done? I've yeah. broke Brandon. He's never going to talk to me again. Like, uh, but, um, the, well, like, uh, do you know, in the, in the campsite <laughs> the next morning, you could kind of overhear people talking um, about the talk the night before and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, um, do you know, like, I mean, climbers are very forgiving people. Like, I mean, I think if I had been any other crowd, we probably would have got rinsed. But a lot yeah, of people yeah. were pretty okay. I think the worst thing I heard was, you know, um, we didn't really talk about anything. And that was kind of fair. We didn't really, like, normally we'd flesh out a, a topic here for, you know, 20 yeah, odd yeah. minutes and have the crack. And people people here could get involved. And that, that was what we were hoping for. But, um we kind of just stuttered and stuttered and went from <laughs> bounce from topic to topic and yeah yeah you know, i think it was nerves as well on my part and uh you know i'm on i think uh i think there was there was one thing and i don't want to say this is what did it uh it kind of helped me in a way but uh remember we were setting up the chairs and mm. uh, we said we set up the area and the audience area and our chairs and we had this like couch and we didn't want this like big stage where we were up on this pedestal we wanted it more like a sitting around a campfire with a load of cans and you know and or like an old she bean pub you know like just a casual thing where mm. people could conversations could branch off like the flow of a river and then people could you know join in or you know it could be a bit a to and fro and it'd be easier for people to banter and stuff and uh, we set it up that way as, as best we could and then me and you went to go get a bit of grub i think it was mm. and then we came back and uh, you turned around and you said i bet you they've moved everything outside now and fucked us over big time and i was like nah man no way and we drove around the corner of Sean's farm into the area where we might be giving the talk. And there was a trailer. And on the trailer was stilts. And on top of the stilts, there was a fucking couch. 
with spotlights and everything. <laughs> and Mike stands in the whole shebang. The, the, exact, the, the literal exact opposite of what we wanted. <laughs> and, and I just remember we drove around the corner and I didn't really know what I was looking at at first. And you just went, oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and Chloe came running over. But... Um, I, I kind of liked it because the, there was this microphone in front of you that you just have to talk into that and you couldn't see anyone behind. And every now and again, you'd say something that was kind of funny and you'd hear a couple of people tittering in the background. So it was grand, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, no, geez, no, like fair play to the to the guys who set it up and all that. It's definitely not. Oh, uh, yeah. We're not having to go with them for, you know, uh, the way it was set up. It was definitely on us. We didn't know what was going to work either. So... Mm. Uh, no, fair play to the ball and, and fair play to the McBride family who uh, allow us to have access to the crag and during the it's, meet they uh, organise everything. The, the lads built all the stage like uh, Jer, um, Sean's son and Sean himself. Like they had just been out all day selling fucking sheep at a mart and then rushed back yeah. to help us set up a stage. So, uh, legends. Um, if you've never been to Fairhead, oh, I would recommend going, come over. Uh, come over next year. Probably not the best time to come over now. Mm. Uh, come over next year, do a lot of climbing in Fairhead and have a good time. And uh, hopefully you won't have to listen to uh, the five, seven hour podcast when you're <laughs> when you're at the meet next year. But uh, yeah, I, I had, a, I, you know, it's one of those things if I hadn't done it, I would have regretted it. The, yeah. the, the, the cringe of it going not entirely to plan is less painful than, you know, never trying or ne- never exposing yourself to those things. So, um, yeah, definitely worth it. Oh yeah, man. I knew, I knew if we didn't do it, we'd re- we would regret it. But uh, man, I remember I remember uh, Paul Swale, who was like one of the you know one of the he, he's done a lot of climbing at Fairhead, uh, and he, he used to kind of organize the Fairhead meet for years. Remember I mean, he, he kind of rejuvenated it in a way. Him and him and yeah, Ricky yeah. and all the guys. Yeah, they kind of brought it back. Yeah. Um, remember he said to me, he was like. I can't remember, I don't want to paraphrase it, because the way he said it really was really good. Um, I don't think he meant it to sound so poignant, but he was uh, he was like, yeah, um, one of the best trad crags um, in in Europe basically depends on one lad being sound. And just yeah. because Sean McBride is sound, we have access to this unbelievable resource. Yeah. Uh, and I remember thinking, well, yeah, he's absolutely not wrong. Like, um, uh, sure, Tom Tom Randall called Fairhead the best trad crag in the UK and Ireland, um, which I thought was insane. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's mad that we have this resource, and it's just it's unbelievable that we're so lucky to have uh, such a such a welcoming and you know friendly family out there who are giving us access to it. It's unbelievable. Uh, mm. You know, can't can't sing highly enough praise of them. You know. Um, uh, yeah, well, hopefully I'll get more more routes done up there next year because I had a good run, I had a good run this year. Got got a bit done up there, pushed nice. some grades. You know, it was nice, nice, nice man, nice. Got, got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There was That's... a lot. There was a lot of seemed to have happened a lot this year where where there was uh, lots of cloud inversions. Yeah, Fairheads is like a cliff that's by the sea, but it's not a sea cliff in a way. Um, it's maybe it's like 500 meters back, or it kind of probably doesn't look as much as it is. I think it could be even more further back from the sea. But uh, the great thing about it is looking out across the sea to Scotland and Rattling Island and seeing dolphins mm. and all that shit. 
And uh, mm. a lot of the time this summer, there's been like lots of cloud inversions. So it looks like you're floating. You could be like, you know, in the Himalaya or something. You know what I mean? Because you can't actually see the ground anymore. It was crazy. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, terrifying, man. Terrifying. Did Connor ever tell you the story about uh, seeing a submarine? No. He he was up at Fairhead climbing and uh, he saw he, he saw a submarine in the channel. Uh, I assume <laughs> it was a British Navy submarine because Scotland is just across the way. Hmm. Um, but I think he was back in the town then in Valley Castle talking to someone about it. And he was like, Geez, I saw a submarine out there. And your man was like, yeah. And your, <laughs> your man was like, just, you know, one of these spoofers who was like adding on yeah, to this yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, I saw a chopper come along. And lads, <laughs> abseil out of the chopper and get into the submarine and then fucking zoom <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we actually do a shit ton of work um, in, in where I work at the moment. We do a lot of work down in Cove. Um, in County, County Cork, boy. County Cork, yeah, Cove, you, one of the wait, most. Is that where the, the Titanic stopped there? Did it? It did indeed, yeah. Um, it was Cove called, called Queenstown at the time, though. I think it was indeed, yeah. Uh, don't mention the war, but uh, uh, Cove is actually one of the most polluted towns in the the country. It's, it's ho- horribly polluted. No, it is. Yeah, genuinely, there's pharmaceutical plants and oil refineries and fisheries all over that place. It's it's not a good place to live. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's lovely little town though, but um, <laughs> they're all gonna was, die. <laughs> where was I going with this thing? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's always there's a naval base down there as well, actually. And uh, we were we were sitting outside a restaurant one of the days, and I was down there. We were staying overnight in a hotel for work, and one of the new lads was hitting me, and he's like a bit young, like, and I was kind of messing with him. And I was like, man, you see that boat over there? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, do you know how that's an Irish naval vessel? And he was like, the flag. And I go, yeah, but like they have the flag here now. But if they were out on the water, they wouldn't have that flag up. So if that didn't have a flag on it, you know how they'd know that they weren't like, you know, an enemy ship? And he goes, yeah, how, how? And I kind of like let him down this like long rabbit hole. It's like, okay, so like, you see that like, you see that like box there on that side? Yeah. Okay. Follow that box to the right. And then you go up there and you see that like flagpole thing. Yeah. It's like, follow that halfway up. But you see that gate halfway up. Yeah. Yeah. You go across there and you see the way there's a lad on the deck right there. He goes, yeah. Yeah, see the way he's not shooting at us? Yeah, that means he's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> and he just turns to me and he goes, oh, you're such a fucking idiot, buddy. <laughs> he was bulling. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are such a fucking idiot. Jesus <laughs> I Christ. Could, I just couldn't help it, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Some goose, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got, jeez, we've got a, a shed load of people in the chat. Uh, guys, if you have any questions or, or comments, just fucking fire away there in the chat. And, uh, yeah, um, come here, I was, out, uh, I was out with Half Day Steve there the other day. And, um, we, were, we were out in Glendalock just tipping away at some some mm. some easier stuff, you know, and uh, we, we were having the crack, and we, we got to the top of the crag, and uh, there was a... Uh, there was loads of people knocking around that I kind of half knew or knew. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there, there, there was a bit of an old legend there, uh, uh, a prolific uh, first ascensionist and not all around nice guy, you know. But um, maybe a bit, stu- hmm. Is, I think it, it might be fair to say a little bit old school maybe in his in his thoughts or in his ways, but that's okay. Do I know, do I know this person? Uh, I'm not sure if you do, actually. Uh, I don't think he's known... Uh, too much anymore you will have seen his name in, maybe in in some of the some some blog books and that but uh 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't say it anyway, but uh, I'll text you later. Um, <laughs> text me later, man. <laughs> so I, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask you how you've like. Do you think what I was doing was right or wrong? And uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I actually feel about it afterwards. But um, it was at the top of the crag. There's uh, rings for wrapping off down the main face, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to. We'd just done a route. Um, we were at the top and I wanted to just top rope the top pitch of something difficult. Uh, hmm. So I didn't want to go into the rings because pe- I knew people would be abseiling off them. So I just kind of slung a boulder hmm. and had a uh, half day stee belay me direct off the, the big boulders. Hmm. Uh, I used one sling, 240 mm-hmm. sling wrapped around the boulder and I got him to lower me direct on the sling and I... And I top roped uh, this thing that I was repeatedly falling off on. But, uh, so sorry, sorry. Just to clarify, there was a sling wrapped around a bowler. Mm-hmm. He was clipped to that sling as his personal safety, and then he was belaying you directly on a gree, was he? Uh, I don't think he was clipped to that sling directly. No, I think he was just belaying directly off the off the sling wrapped around the boulder. Okay, so the boulder was far enough back that he was safe, not necessarily. Yeah, but it was yeah, a ledge yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Sorry, just uh, keeping it in the loop. But as I, as I was being lowered down, this this guy uh, kind of mentioned to Steve. I didn't hear it. Now I was already gone gone down. Uh, he mentioned to Steve, "Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't abseil just off that one sling wrapped around mm. the boulder." And uh, I was wondering what you t- what, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think it's poor practice to do that? Um. Well. Um. This is kind of puts me in a weird spot because I'm not, I'm not going to fill you full of hot air. There's definitely times I've used a single anchor point um, where I could have spent a little more time and made a much, much safer anchor. Um, but I mean, like, if, if you're on a, a massive solid boulder, I mean... Someone could turn around and put two cams behind that boulder, say, mm. and go, well, that's two cams, there you go. But if the boulder shifts, the cams are gone. You're gone. Mm. You know, That's no more redundant than the sling around the boulder if we're mm. talking about the rock failing as opposed to the gear. Um, like If it was my gear and I knew the idiosyncrasies of it, I knew how new the sling was and how many falls it had taken, um, and I knew and I was familiar and comfortable that the rock wasn't going to fail, then yeah, I don't necessarily think it's wrong to be going off one sling um, mm. or one piece of gear. I mean, it's definitely not ideal. I wouldn't set up a system and use that repeatedly. Like if I was going to be using it for more than something, just quickly checking a move or recover a bit of gear or getting to the ground, um, then I'd, uh, I'd absolutely set up something better, but no, um, I wouldn't necessarily say using a single piece of uh, equipment to build a single piece anchor is wrong. Hmm. Um, there's times when I would say that doesn't hold up. Uh, for example, it's a lot easier to judge a sling around a boulder or a sling around a tree than it is a cam in a crack or a hmm. nut in a wedge. Uh, so, I mean, if I'm placing small bits of gear, and by small I mean like you know, fits on a harness as opposed to a sling around a tree, uh, then I'd be a bit more dubious, to be honest. Mm. Uh, 
Why? What do you, you you think you shouldn't have done that, or you think you should have done that? I think he's right, but not in the way that he intended. Yeah. So he was. I don't think he was right in saying that he wouldn't use that to abseil off. And I think that's yeah. what he was saying. I wouldn't lower off that one piece. I think he was yeah. he was wrong. I think that's bullshit because we all lower off uh, single pieces Shite. all the time. Maybe it yeah. shouldn't. Maybe maybe it shouldn't. But I know that he does and I have and you have and we've all experienced it. Yeah. You know, the, the sling is new, so I knew that it would take the weight of uh, an abseil. Yeah. But what I was using it for was practicing moves off a route that I knew it was going to fall off. And I was direct into this link and only yeah. this link. So I think that was wrong. Mm. Because even uh, though I might not create the force, uh, like the requisite force to break a sling, mm. um, in ideal conditions, uh, sling around a, a granite boulder, potentially there'd be, you know, a big sharp crystal or, you know, whatever. Uh, something could happen. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, it's yeah. dumb to not take the extra two minutes to, to, to make that way more bomber for the use, for, for the intended use of, yeah. of, uh, you know, using it as a, as an anchor for top rope and something. Yeah. Yeah. See, if I'm going to be top rope and something, I, yeah, no, actually, yeah, I kind of going to backtrack now and align with your point of view. If I'm top rope and something that's hard and is, like if I'm red pointing a route, right? Uh, that like I know I'm gonna fall on a couple of times before I uh, get. I'm gonna build the top rope to win an inch of its life, mm. so that I'm super comfortable trying a mad move, even if there's a good bit of slack in the top rope. If I'm shunting or using a grigory or something, um, so that way I'll feel comfortable in that position mm-hmm. and in that scenario, and that way, um, sorry man, just this is, this thing keeps popping up saying support. Uh, thank you for listening. If you like the show, lend your support. Does this always pop up to our listeners when they're on phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that's why, that's never, why I'm always giving out about it, yeah. Man, I never knew they were that annoying. Uh, please, if you ever see that support thing pop up and you want to support us, do not click that gift or that thing and send gift. Just go to the pub and buy yourself a Beamish. Um, sorry, that's just annoying the shit out of me. It keeps popping up my face. Um, what, what was I saying? Yeah, if, so I, if I'm, if I'm going to be working a route or something, uh, I'll build it to an inch, inch of its life so that I'm not scared and I'm super comfortable with, you know, I'll, I'll use two rope protectors. I'll, I'll, I'll use a static rope or something, or I'll, I'll use a dynamic rope and I'll really equalize it. I'll, I'll use numerous cracks so that, you know, it's not just one boulder going or one mm. crack expanding, you know, I'll, I'll make it so perfect that I've no excuse. Uh, I've no excuse to be scared. So that way I'm not scared. And I get in the head frame of I'm not scared on this route. So then when I'm on lead and I should be scared, I kind of revert back to that. Like, you know, um, you know, are you reading? A, are you laughing at Jeff's comment? Are you? Yeah, Jeff's a bastard. <laughs> Good right. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff said right, you don't yeah. have to tell us. Nobody would pay for this shite. Shit. <laughs> sure, look, he's not. <laughs> you're not wrong. He's, not, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> sure, uh, look. You know yeah, no, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think for the use I had intended, uh, it was wrong to use. Hmm. Wrong not to build it within an inch of its life. Um, but I'm, I'm yeah. gonna try. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try out a really funny part of this though. That that sling has only ever used been been used for 
uh, building anchors on multi pitches in Fairhead and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. never taken a fall. It's never, you know, it's never been used at, with any great weight on it, apart from the static weight of my body and potentially someone else's. Yeah, um, yeah. So absolutely zero wear on the fucking thing, apart from you know, being in the in and out of the bag. But uh, yeah, yeah. The guy who said it to me, his slings were essentially fucking. Double quilted fucking scented oh, toilet paper. Oh man, they there's were nothing worse. Four hundred years old. They were so fluffy. They were twice as thick as when they were bought. And I'm looking at it going. Slings cost a fucking tenner. And oh, you're gonna man, risk your life so using a sling cheap. that's twenty year, years old. And like that doesn't that doesn't change what he was saying to me. What he was saying to me was right in a mm. way. But you have to look at it and go, Jesus Christ, man. Do you know what I mean? How man. much do you value your own life if you're using this thing? I swear to God they were older than me. I fucking man. shit you. Did you did you see Joe Kinder's Instagram post the other day? I didn't. Uh, was he is he like a, a very strong sporty sporty clowny fella? Yeah, he's uh he's he's best known um for um bullying uh Sasha DeJulian on Instagram. Oh but did um, he did he just put up a really hard sport route though? Yeah, he did. He did just put a really good That's words all he'll be remembered for. Not abusing a woman <laughs> online. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like I, don't uh, I don't like that guy, but... No, why uh, would you? What a fucking piece of shit. No, and I, I literally only follow him to uh, make fun of his posts. But he posted something that is actually really, really good, and I'm really annoyed by it because he has a good point. There was I mean, even... Fish- a, what was that saying? Even a, even a stopped clock is right twice a day? Yeah, even even yeah. a stop clock is right twice a day. Even, yeah. even a wanker is fucking, you know. Says right, he's, yeah, I just I've no time for him. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, sorry. He posted a picture of a draw that failed on him on a route. Oh he was yeah, work- I saw that. Yeah, he was working some route, and he sat down on a draw, not a fall. He sat down and waited the draw. The draw burst, and he took another fall. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that like that draw doesn't look nearly as bad as some of the draws I've seen some people use. You know, well, now, come um, here, just, just to clarify, was that an in-situ draw? Had that draw been there for a while? Yes, it had been there for a while. However, it didn't look like it had been there for a while. It looked mm. old. Or, sorry, it didn't look old, but it must have been. Um, uh, I actually, because I was actually talking to um, the How Not to Highline guy, Ryan Jenks, a while ago, and he, he wants to do a collaboration with Just Bomber Gear. So I've got a load of stuff I'm getting ready to send him. From unrated homemade cams to um, you know, three D printed size thirty eight nuts, um, and I'm going to send them a couple of old draws I have as well, just to just to see what strength they fail at. Um, but um, yeah, I, I it's it just it boggles my mind when some people actually do um, routes with gear, specifically soft goods that are frayed, and I'm like. Mm. They're so cheap. I'm like cams. Like I know no one who's gotten any of their cams reslung. Mm. You know, um, it's not that hard to do. Like, you know, I, I had a cam, uh, a dragon that I ended up chewing the edge off. It was actually it was actually Dave Burns' cam. I took a fall on it and chewed it on a root called Nasher. Funnily enough, and I sent it back to DMM, and they reslung it for like twelve quid. Um, That's nice. It's nothing like, and 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 then I felt so much better about the gear because I was like, oh yeah, I reslung this. Mm. It's an old cam, but DMM inspected it, checked it, pull tested it, and reslung it, and sent it back to me saying, "Yeah, this is good to go. We trust this. We're putting our stamp back on this." You know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think uh, 
people who climb. And, like, if you're climbing, like, you must be thinking in the back of your head, God, that sling I've equalized below on those three pieces of good gear is, like, 20 years old. Hmm. You know, like, I just don't get it. Like, And Dyneema, do you know what the shelf life of Dyneema is? Go on. Have a guess. Have a, actually, how long? What's the, what's the the um, the the shelf or the shelf life of nylon? Everyone knows that. It's like five years, is it? Yeah, five years. Do you think the shelf life of Dyneema is more or less than nylon? I'm I'm going to admit to being incredibly ignorant to this and not even knowing there was a difference. Uh, so the, the general rule I always heard was nylon slings can last up to five years with regular use, yeah? Mm. Dyneema slings should be retired five years after purchase, even if rarely used. Hmm. Like, yeah, now, Darnold says, if exposed to the sun, like, three years. Yeah, but on the th- on the third year and first day of that, that, that sling will explode. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Dyneema, Dyneema slings are super, super fragile. Yeah. Um, they don't like heat, they don't like chemicals, they don't like sun, they don't like anything touching them really, and they fray pretty easily. Yeah, it's much less. Yeah, Ross says five years. Five years is the maximum life of a Dyneema sling if it's used regularly. Oh, right. sorry, if it's used, sorry, sorry, if it's used rarely. Rarely. Um, so even even in the box, mint fresh? Yeah. yeah. You, you'd fuck her in the bin after five well, years? Well, no, I would say after I first use it, that's my five-year countdown starts then. Okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of people, I don't think, know that. Um, no, I, I, ge- I genuinely didn't know that. I, I know the five-year thing. I think that's a, that's a kind of a standard yeah. thing across all soft goods, isn't it? That you yeah, say yeah. Five years. Uh, you'll yeah. probably get longer out of it, but they have to say five years, don't they? But um, uh, it's like with the, the likes of extenders and stuff that you will be following on, there's no yeah. harm in fucking replacing them every now and again. And the yeah. guy literally, literally didn't have a sling on his harness that wasn't older than me. I swear <laughs> to God, like you, you wouldn't be able to thread them through anything. They were that yeah. thick and fucking Jesus. fluffy. Like if you were if you were caught short and you needed to, you know, have a little mm. a poo, man, you'd be delighted with them. Oh my god, soft and quilted, you know, they were so so fluffy. But uh, like um. Jesus Christ, I just couldn't believe him, man. And then. Hmm. He was he was he was going to start the route, and he couldn't get he couldn't get his belay carabiner off his harness because it, it had uh, wedged itself shut, and he was hitting oh. it with a fucking hitting it with a rock and oh my god banging off oh stuff and loosening it and it was just because mm. it was so old and decrepit it was fucking rotten. <laughs> I just, it, it just blows me away like. He's dead right, you know, fucking be safe, back shit up, you know, all that stuff. But if you're backing up one <laughs> shit sling with another shit sling, then what's the point? What's the fucking point anymore? You know Man, I, mean? I don't know. Like, I, so, sometimes I get this, like, like, do you ever sometimes feel when you're climbing, you're not good enough to deserve having imposter syndrome? Like, you shouldn't you should have <laughs> imposter syndrome. Um, and every now and again, I'll get that. And then sometimes I get the opposite where I'm going, I'm looking at some people at the local crag or even any crag, and I'm going, how do not all of you die all the time? Like, <laughs> you're just doing everything stupid, like, you know? And then, and then I'll go out and do some climbing going, yeah, no, I get lucky too. I don't know what I'm doing either, like, you know? Yeah. That, that was actually one of the points, just to circle back to that video of the guy catching the, the girl falling at the first pole. That, that's mm. exactly the point I was making to, the, to the, one of the people who was giving out about him. I was like, if you filmed me 
and I consider myself a, a competent peeler. If you film, oh, that's not film that bad. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I consider myself an okay peeler. All right, maybe not competent. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you filmed me catching uh, catching falls at the first bolt all day long, mm. you would catch me do something wrong. Maybe even the majority of the time. <laughs> If Brent, if you catch two falls at a first bolt in one day, you've uh, you've done something wrong by letting someone try something again <laughs> that they fall the first bolt on. It's not, I'm um, not gonna I'm not gonna stop you from trying what you like, Paddy. You know what I mean? It's not my yeah, fault yeah. you can't get past the first bolt. <laughs> oh, don't be mean. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, no, I was actually I was doing my uh, in my RCI assessment with Brian uh, indoors and. Um, they do have to do like an indoor sport, uh, an indoor sport lead, and uh, just to uh, show you can lead comfortably and confidently and know what you're doing. And uh, I, I led up or whatever, and um, the second to last hold spun on me when I stood on it. And um, the next climb went up, and, and she ended up doing the same route that I'd done. And uh, <laughs> when she came down, she was like, "Yeah, that hole didn't spin for me." I was like. Yeah, no, I don't. I didn't take it. One. I I tend to just find spinning holes. It's, it's and, usually uh, me uh, and, and loose rock uh, and loose rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're like oh, a man. You're like a one of those um, one of those dogs that hunts truffles, you know. But with like, loose rock, you know. <laughs> fuck you, Brian. They used man, to use I, pigs. They, they used to use pigs, but the pigs used to eat the truffles. So. <laughs> Yeah, they used to use me to find loose rock, but then I just pull it off, you know. Uh, now I'm on a. Oh, feck, I had a really good one there. What was I going to say? Oh, crap, I can't remember. Um, we won't go on Ross, too much longer, but. Uh, Ross wants to know what about the, the sling, uh, I assume he means, uh, that I always leave on my harness when on, at an indoor wall. Yeah, that's Here's only for show. Yeah, you never want to use that in the heat in a moment. That's just to let people know that you're a fucking badass rock climber. And you're yeah, fucking, you're out there getting it done. And this is only this is only because it's raining you're, that you're you're gracing this indoor yeah. rubbish with your presence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, you'd be out there fucking sending hard. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah uh, I, show gear, show gear on the harness for the indoor walls. I I think uh, I think that that kind of really highlights a kind of mentality where people have their gear that they use for their stuff. Um, who's to say that Ross doesn't lend his harness to his mate one day when he's stuck mm. and then his mate takes that sling off and uses it for something and then whatever That's you right. know um, you know I, I think uh, if you're using your gear for your stuff you can have gear that has all these little idiosyncrasies like oh I know this carabiner is uh, actually like 17 years old and has taken some really really hard falls but I only use it to clip my water bottle to my backpack so it's grand and then someone yeah. borrows my backpack and then they go out and they say, oh, actually, that's a fine carabiner. I'm going to clip myself in the anchor with that. And it sounds silly, but that kind of stuff does happen. Um, and it happens much quicker than you think, you know. But, uh, yeah. Paddy, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to let you carry on waffling there for a second. I'm just going to go and get myself a little can of Beamish. Is that all right? Oh, thanks, Brian. Leave me hanging here. Yeah, that's no worries. <laughs> that's no worries. Um, yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to quickly talk about uh, the... Uh, course I do with Brian Bateson or the, the assessment I do with Brian Bateson um, if you don't know and you probably already do if he's an Irish climber but Brian Bateson is an instructor in the uh, I think he's mainly based in the west of Ireland but I think he does a bit of everything everywhere um, he's an incredibly good instructor I did a self-rescue course with him a while ago um, just because I wanted to kind of round out some issues I had and just get a bit more confident and feel a bit more comfortable on the rock and 
in kind of more uh, difficult environments. And um, I learned loads and felt much more comfortable pushing my grade. Um, and in this last year, I've then climbed the hardest I've climbed in a long, long time. But uh, um, been a lot more comfortable taking bigger falls and, and doing more difficult routes because I felt... Uh, would you say his name <laughs> to the name? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Jesus. Brent. Brent's back. Uh, Zach Moss says, do you say his name to the tune of what would Brian... What would Brian... Boyatano do. I don't know what you're talking about there, Zach. Uh, I thought I did for a second, but I haven't a clue what you're saying. Maybe Bren does. Bren, what's Zach's on about? Yes, it's South Park. Ross just nailed it there. South Park. Oh, oh I don't watch South Park. Um, yeah. I was just I was just plugging I was just plugging Brian's um Brian's guiding services again there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're you're you you're slyly getting paid or something, are you? On the on the side. <laughs> yeah, not by Brian, just by a um, big mountain rescue. You know, um, they just want less and less people to get uh, get hurt. You know, how dare they? Uh, anyone in the anyone in the chat got any questions? Uh, if you do, pop them in the chat, and uh, I'll uh, I'll just sup on this little creamy beamy while we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, did you see, uh, you know the way, um, I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone knows, because I think some of the Amer- listeners are American, there is a, do they have, do they have TJ Maxx's or TK Maxx's in America? Oh yeah, it's called something else, I think it is called TJ Maxx or something like that. Oh, yeah. TJ Maxx, oh okay. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's got a similar name. Yeah, so it's like a, a, a last season fashion brand outlet. Um, and certain brands just sell gear to them or sell bulk product to them, I guess, that didn't sell. Um, and uh, okay, the last year, I think it was, Adidas bought 510. Um, so now, on this, like, you know, off-brand, or sorry, on-brand, but last season fashion retailer store, you're seeing, like, you know, like old Reeboks and old Nike shoes and old Adidas shoes. And also like five ten Anasazis for like drop down prices. Uh, I saw a pair of them the other day. Uh, sorry, today for uh, like half price. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, in my size and all, you know. Jesus, what well, size uh, eleven? Yeah, <laughs> size ten and a half. Yeah, um, but uh, it, because of my you know crippling, debilitating climbing shoe purchasing habit, I did buy them. Uh, <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. did yeah. Do do they fit? They do, yeah, they do fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unreal. Did, I, I had heard that uh, TK Maxx had some climbing shoes in, in, in stock, strangely, and um, how I found it out was even even funnier. I was in, um, I was up in Fairhead, and I was parked in the car park, just getting getting all my shit together and mm. uh, to, to go for a climb. And uh, there was this big burly fucker in the in the car next to me, and he was kind of staring me out of it. But you could you nearly expect that, you know, when you've got ropes and stuff. But uh, he he was a Romanian fella anyway, and he 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 said hello, and I said hello back, and he said, uh, "How long are your legs?" And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> how long are my legs?" But he was looking down at my feet, so I was like, "Ah, okay." Uh, do, do you mean how? I'm bigger my my shoes. What's my shoe size? And he's like, yes, yes, your shoes. Yeah, and uh, I was like, I take like in street shoes. I'm a forty five. Like, oh, okay, there's a uh, 
in, in, in Cold Rain and TK Maxx they're selling Anasazis for, in your size for like fucking I don't know 50 pounds or whatever it was I was like no way couldn't believe it it's like, such a strange for such a strange way to approach the mother. How long are your legs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a climbing pickup line, you know. How long are your legs? <laughs> Which one of the three legs? Oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> for God's sake, Ben, we're coming to the end, and this is what you do. Are you killing me here? <laughs> now, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I didn't really get a. A lot of my projects ticked this year, and we're kind of coming to the end of the climbing season. But and, you, and, and you're you're going off on a fucking sun holiday, aren't you? I am. I'm going to Lanzarote tomorrow. A non-climbing uh, fucking sun holiday. I I cannot wait. I'm actually what, what, so excited. What will you get ticked over there? Absolutely fuck all. You'll have Nothing. liver li- it's, cirrhosis <laughs> and liver. That's all you'll take. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, I cannot wait. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, it will be cool. Nice. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, so, do you, like. I was actually just looking at that today. I have my little list of um, goals for this year. And I spent maybe like three months not climbing. I, I retired. I retired for three months because yeah. annoy, annoying me. And uh, I, I'd given up, fully committed to giving up climbing. I was going to take up <laughs> surfing or something. And then I went out <laughs> surfing a bit and I thought, geez, this is hard. I don't think I'll, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'll do this. And... Uh, so I came back. I came back to climb. And, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I shut up. And uh, I, I came back to climbing, and I, I got a, I got a few bits done. I nearly have. So I just have to do one more route uh, for my trad tick list to be mm. ticked. Uh, I won't get any of my boulder ones done because they're too hard uh, mm. for me. And sport is just out of question because I can't travel. Um. And I don't think uh, it's going to stop raining in Inishmore for the next fucking year. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be happy if I just got the trad ones ticked. I'd be real delighted. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was like uh, five climbs at my probably. I'm, there was a few easier than this, but let's say uh, five, five climbs at my best uh, at my what, top grade. Two climbs at the next grade up from that, either uh, attempted ground up, preferably, or uh, or practiced. And mm. then one even harder than that again, that was like definitely red pointed, you know, practiced. Nice. It, uh, I haven't gotten that. I've gotten the five at my top grades, two at the next grade above that. Uh, one of them was on site. And uh, the one harder than that again, um, I haven't done so. I just have to do that. I have to red point something that's like two grades harder than my on site level. And, oh, nice. Uh, I, that, that'd be me done. So I have to try and squeeze that in in between the fucking cold and the rain and all that shit. Mm. So I should oh, get can, that yeah. done. So if, if I got that done there, I'd be pretty happy. Has anyone in the chat got any uh, any success stories from their goals from this year? Any projects uh, laid? Any uh, any success? Uh, while we're waiting for the chat to go, actually, I, I kind of had a similar thing. I uh, I had some like fairly ambitious goals in terms of trad laid out, um, and I didn't I didn't really get them. But the bits that I did get in terms of what I wanted to, I got well. If that makes sense. Hold on, hold, hold uh, on. Can you hold that thought for a second? I'm sorry, Paddy. I, I, I'm sorry for interrupting. That's okay. I, I apologize profusely. Can we? <laughs> oh, I've got the power. Don't I? I can kick Mister Heinemoy for saying. Oh no! I thought he was saying is. Uh, you thought he was saying Island's Edge is better than Guinness slash Beamish. 
No, he was asking. Okay, sorry, Jesus Christ. Whew, thought I was going to have to fall out <laughs> with someone there. Uh, Island's Edge is a, is a new stout and it's 4%. So it's essentially like drinking puddle water outside a pub. Uh, there'll be more there be more alcohol in the in the piss puddle out the lane uh, outside oh, the pub than it would be in that. Brendan. so no fuck that stick to Beamish I wouldn't even try it Paddy sorry Jesus for interrupting Christ. I apologise oh god what was I talking about there um, I don't even know man I'm sorry yeah so in conclusion the maximum burning temperature of Jeff no um, uh, no what I'm saying is my uh, my goals this year were to on site one particular grade then climb the next grade above it comfortably on site to that grade and then climb one grade above um, and I managed to only do the first part but I got 90% of the other goals done so there was there was essentially an E2 and an E3 I wanted to do and I got the E2 and I got 90% of the E3 I just actually have to put it all together now um, but all the bits that I did previously feel like were impossible I now can do um, and I, I essentially did it with one fall um, is that, so I was is pretty that, happy uh... with that is that Maricon, is it? Yeah, yeah. Maricon now feels totally solid. Um, that's, a, yeah, that's a good I, climb. It's good, good yeah, climb. Yeah, and then my next goal for next year is Great Central Route, uh, which would be an E36A, which would be like the top, top. But uh, we'll I think that one, that, that one can actually feel... That one can feel easier than... Or the same. The exact same as Maricon. Yeah, like but I mean... I don't think it's any harder. I, I Yeah, like I can... I know the bit you're talking about, and we're kind of getting into it now, but... Uh, <laughs> There's there's one move in it that I just I'm like oh it's very scary like if you no, fall you're potentially no, no, you oh can. I don't know no there's gear there's gear at your waist <laughs> yeah but there's a ledge at your feet <laughs> no yeah, I know the bit you're talking about there's like when you climb into the pillar um you can potentially fall in for uh yeah see Mister Mister Heinemann is backing me up didn't feel much harder than Maricon it's got a different it's got a harder tech grade but uh, I I don't think it actually warrants it um, no question, yeah maybe not. Je- Jez has got a question there, a question for everyone. When your goal is to break into uh, a new grade, do you have a soft one uh, and take a, take the grade? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, man, take the grade. I, I, I think people... So a soft E2 isn't an E1. It's just... It's within that range of E2, but it's not quite E1. Do you know what I mean? Like a soft E2, mm. like people will say, "Oh, well, that's E1." Then it's not. It's it's just a soft E2. It's it, it's fine to have like a hard E2 and a and a softer E2. It doesn't mean it gets relegated to the grade beneath. You know what I mean? And yeah, the, yeah. the further you go up the grades, the bigger that uh, range is. So like you can have an E4 uh, that is you know way softer than the hardest e4 do you know what i mean like you'll feel the difference more i think um i I think there's a bigger range in in the harder grades uh well that's just from my own experience i don't know if that's actually true but it's what i what i feel um key key got one of his goals done this year and he did a multi-pitch at a local mountain uh (laughs) <laughs> he said he would have showed me this spot if I hadn't bailed on visiting them that time four years ago. Fucking hell, you're holding on to the grudge much. Which, which, uh, McGovern's if, entered if, the chat, actually. Yeah, McGovern, I was just saying there. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Fuck you. Not just McGovern? <laughs> <laughs> Him and Jeff are going to go uh, go get some points. <laughs> Uh, oh, so Jez is saying his first E grade gets uh, E, or his first E what uh, whatever gets uh, E N minus one in some other guidebooks. 
Uh, yeah, take whatever, take whatever, man. I, I, like, I wouldn't get too worked up about that. And as well, like, recently I've realized I've done, I did, I did two routes in Aladi. One was the hardest I've ever uh, climbed, uh, technically, so grade-wise. But I'd done one a full, full fucking grade easier that was way fucking harder. Mm. And I'd been on them both before, so it wasn't like one was on site and one wasn't. I'd been on them both before. I knew what to expect from both of them. Uh, one was a full grade easier, but it was it felt to me a full grade harder than 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 the harder route, the harder the more harder graded route. So uh, yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. It, it's all whatever suits you. You know what I mean? And I mean, if a if a guide books it, it's any way of measuring. So just take take whatever is fucking on offer. Do you know what I mean? I am all for the softies. Give, give me a soft fucking point, an E point any day, man. I'll take it. Mm. I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll, And if someone doesn't catch me practicing the route, I'll say it was on site, man. Couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, I, think I think I'm the same. Uh, I think it should be like an upward grading style, you know, like if, or like a, a down to lowest, if that makes sense. Or sorry, no, up to highest. Like if 10 people do a route mm. and five of them say it's, you know, X, and five of them say it's, and and three of them say it's x minus one, and two of them say it's x plus one. You should go at the highest grade, I think, um, as long as those are representative people, you know, as long as they're actual, you know, uh, experienced climbers. Because, like, you you might find a route quite easy because of some physical attribute you have, you know. Mm. Like I, I tend to find slabs quite technically actually okay, mm. um, but I find like pumpier overhanging stuff. I tend to find that to be nails. Um, you know, so I, I climb an E grade of a slab over an E grade of a pumpy overhang much quicker. Mm. Um, like when I say much quicker, I mean, I'd be more, I'd be less hesitant about approaching something that was higher up if I knew the style suited me, you know? So I don't think it's as simple as saying, uh, it's, um, it's, you know, oh, it's graded one way here. So that's the grade I have to go with, you know, if. If it's graded, if you know, if you're feeling like you're breaking into it and it feels like you're doing it hard, just because it's graded soft doesn't mean, you know, it, you haven't done it. I think if that makes mm. sense. Um, and like you look at it in America, the way they do their grades sometimes, like to be people like, oh, I do like you know, uh, I can do five nine hands, but I can do five uh, five ten fists. It's like so. So what grade can you climb? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. It's like oh, that dude could do five twelve off with. He's crazy. <laughs> it's like yeah, but he, he can only do five six fingers. <laughs> <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> who who are these? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all it's oh, all man. kind of nonsense, isn't it? You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's all personal, you know. Like it, it it doesn't matter. It's only a way of measuring your progress, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, like like if 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 in that guidebook, um, you know, it's listed as you know en minus one or you know lower e number then if, if it feels harder to you than the previous grades you've done at that grade or at the lower grades then it is harder you know it doesn't mm. really matter what a guidebook that was written by some lad who probably didn't even climb the feckin route anyway says you know that's true we actually yeah, there's, there's, there's a good bit of a, um yeah just uh the grade's been all over the place because no one has actually climbed it before and, they printed the book. And and furthermore, like I, you know, if if the if the other guidebook gives it, you know, a lower grade, and that guidebook is older, I go maybe that guidebook's just out of date, you know. Um, 
you know, climbs get harder. Like climbs are living things. You're going to pull blocks off stuff. You're going to you're going to polish holes or or mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know widen cracks um, over time. You know, uh, I, I, I you, can think of the the approach I take to grades is the same approach I take to uh, checking the weather before I go on a trip in Ireland. I'll I'll just look at four different weather websites and pick the best looking forecast. Not go with that. <laughs> so. Like yeah, if I'm looking at grades, if I'm looking at grades, me, me and McGovern did fucking uh, this route on North Dome in, in Yosemite and uh, I was giving myself 5A for the chimney pitch and he was saying, yeah, but the old guidebook says 5.7. I'm like, I don't give a shit, man. It says in this guidebook that it's 5A. I had a 5A experience. Taken, taken. Absolutely. I remember talking to some uh, some climber in Yosemite a while ago and I was like oh man that route over there uh, there, there was two other lads talking sorry and I was I was in the conversation with them and he's like oh man you should try this route it's like 5-9 and he's like but is it like 5-9-5-9 five, nine, five, nine? no no it's like real 5-9 <laughs> yeah. no no but like but like real actual real 5-9 or like real 5-9 <laughs> and the weird part is I knew exactly what they meant yeah. and it was like two lads going hey man if you got the new Apple charger no I've got the new new Apple charger no, no I'm looking for the old new Apple charger <laughs> <laughs> they basically meant like you know it was this graded 5.9 when 5.9 was the hardest technical grade on the planet or was it graded 5.9 a week after Free Solo came out and, and everyone thought everything was soft you know so yeah, I thought it was pretty funny that the, even even in a, in a numerical based system um, where purely the technical grade is all that matters uh, people didn't have a fucking clue what was going on mm. uh, which would just show us that grades are always bollocks oh yeah so, so don't but hang did- too much of a hat on them you know it, it it's been it's been proven quite a lot that like we're flawed in, in our memories uh, and uh, like especially like when you look at like uh, witnesses to to crimes and stuff like that mm. it's like it, it's proven time and time again that people's memories they, we just make shit up like essentially yeah. we just make up things that never happened and yeah. uh, the, sa- the same is the, the same the same can be said for climbing you'll completely gloss over a hard part of a climb. And just remember like a cool move or how deadly it felt at the easy bit. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, that climb was easy. Whereas at the time you were having a really hard time, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> and you're like, you get to the top and you're like, that, that, oh yeah, man. or a week later, or two weeks later, you're telling your friend how easy the climb was. Yeah. Whereas you're at the top, you were fucking pumped out of your brain and you wanted to get sick. <laughs> you, you were going to sell all your fucking climbing gear. Do you know? Uh, our memories are complete like, horseshit, you know. Oh uh, man, I, <laughs> it's so true. Like I remember there was one climbing trip I came back from, and I literally turned around and was like, "I'm selling all but the basic stuff, my basic basic trad rack, because all I want to do is set up top ropes and just work routes on a shunt. I'm done. I'm absolutely done with this hard climbing stuff. I don't like it. It's too scary." And like six months later I was like oh I better book my ticket to go away again because season's <laughs> coming up <laughs> I was like what? what what is wrong with me like <laughs> do I not remember the experience of like you know oh, I don't know you just you just kind of shift that stuff to the back of your mind you know yeah well you do, yeah. you do that I do that on a micro scale as well like I'll, I'll do a pitch right and I'll get to the top of this like life-changing harrowing loose horrible pitch well, I don't do any climbs like that, you know. Or you'll you'll you know, you'll have a near miss and you're like, Oh god, that was sketchy. And as soon as you get to the anchor and you clip in, you're like, Oh, three stars, man. You're ready to come on, come on up. Yeah, you <laughs> love this bitch. <laughs> this is great, man. I'll get yeah. some pictures of you. <laughs> uh I, I did 
I did, yeah. Maybe the only way we can solve this is to mm. ask people the grade of the climb as they're in the crux. As they're doing the crux. Right yeah. in the middle. Just have a guy abseiling with a microphone. And have, what a- so, how are you feeling right now, champ? <laughs> oh, it's EA, EA for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're vastly overgrading this VS. <laughs> Oh man, I wonder if you know in the future there'll be an even more accurate. Uh, you know, be, we should invent some climbing app, and that's it. We're going to invent an app that grades routes move by move, so each move is graded. You know, that would be awful. So it's like three VS moves, then an E three E three move, and then like twenty VS moves, and the grade gets an E three. So therefore, you can you can oh the, no, that's perfect, right? So you can find the easiest technically routes that have the least amount of actual hard moves in them, but still mm. get that grade just to pump up your logbook, you know. Well, would you there be a like formula it? then? So like three vs times two e two <laughs> equals <laughs> e four. No, no, I think like it's, you know, as in like we're looking for grades, looking for routes that have the lowest proportion of hard moves on them, you know? Yeah. So, so, so that, so that, uh, you can say you did an E3 route, but you actually only did like two E3 moves, you know? But you can, you can, you can say it now. You can just say, look, Paddy, I did an E6 last week. Did you, man? Nice one. Yeah. See, I just, I just said it. I could just say it. It's not true. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's, I can just fucking say it. That's fair, man. That's fair. If, if you got worried about it, you know what I mean? Just lie. Who gives a fuck? Is that, is that why McGovern's such a good climber? Yeah, no one's ever seen him climb it. <laughs> I remember at one point, uh, I was watching him do one of his new routes, and he had me belay, but he had someone like walk across and look at the route with a camera. I think it was like two two phones, one recording video and one taking picture just to prove he'd done it. Um. Oh no, Brent, you hear that in the background now? You lied about a route now, the police are coming to get you. Climate police. The climate police. <laughs> they just go around downgrading routes. Oh, McGovern oh. just missed a bit where you where you were slagging him. I think he's just come back <laughs> into the room there. Man, I, now, I now, once now looks real bad, Paddy. I once I once walked off for two minutes to go grab a beer uh, in a podcast and I came back and you two were talking and all I could hear was, geez, I mean you know, my mic was still muted, so he didn't know it was back. But all I heard was, I mean, <laughs> he's he's not the most gymnastic climber, but he really gets up these roots, you know? And then McGuffer goes, yeah, like, I mean, he do, like he, he's a big frame for a climber, you know? <laughs> I was like, fuck you guys, fat shaming me. But yeah, no, uh, he's right, really. But uh, I don't know where it's that got, came from. I just, I think I just... got great <laughs> flow for a big fella. Yeah. <laughs> he's got great flow. <laughs> Unexpectedly good flow for a climber. Come here, Paddy. Oh. Um, I know you have to get packed for your uh, sun holiday. Get all those do, speedos yeah. in the in 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 the old suitcase. You know, it's just just the one uh, set, really. But what, just the one set. You're just going to flip them inside out every a couple of days. <laughs> oh, inside out, uh, back to front. Four days so out of one pair. We we won't keep you much longer. Uh, we'll uh, we'll finish up. I think uh, it was it was great to be. To be back live podcasting again, um, absolutely. As the man. winter kicks in, we'll be we'll be more regular. I know we we don't deserve our good listeners, you know, our loyal <laughs> loyal good listeners, because we're not here for you, you know. But we're going to endeavour to be a, a little more regular and we'll a get better. better. And uh, I I don't think we'll be ever very professional at this. Uh, we we won't uh, 
ever have the sound levels right. We won't ever make it, you know, run like a fucking well-oiled machine. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll drink some cans and we'll have some chats and, uh, and enjoy your, your comments every week and, and uh, the slagging that we get off Jeff and all that kind of stuff, you know. So and thanks yeah. very much for listening in. Paddy, uh, enjoy your holidays. Cheers, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing this a bit more because I kind of let it fall by the wayside, and I've uh, I've missed it. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you. See you.